0: hey sis listen this is a trigger warning as suicide prevention week is september 4th through september 10th and as a mental health professional i will be highlighting the topic of suicide prevention throughout this month with three episodes so if you are struggling with suicide or you know that you cannot handle conversations about it you may not want to listen to this episode and if you find yourself needing someone to talk to please call the number 988, which is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Again, 988 if you are in need of help. Again, this is a trigger warning. If you cannot handle the topic of suicide, please do not listen to this episode. Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose.
1: When I look back, I'm actually to a point in life that it feels like somebody else's life that I read a terrible story or I watched a bad movie and I realize it's actually our life, that we live through it and we're, I'm not going to say perfect from it because we're not, because we have our moments and we have our days that things are bad and different things that come up, but there has been tremendous growth.
0: Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose podcast. The place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed in your life. I'm your host, Candace baddies and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do. But I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, welcome back for another episode. I'm so glad that you're joining me on today. We have a really good but yet sensitive topic that we're discussing today. You know that this month is suicide prevention month and so i've been highlighting the topic i promised you three episodes and this is the third one on today so trigger warning if you are triggered by the topic of suicide this may not be the episode for you i know i've already given a trigger warning but i always want to make sure that you know before the episode starts that this is the topic we are discussing so trigger warning if it's too triggering please do not listen to this episode. And it's a very special one. I have a guest for you, of course, uh, that's going to be talking to us and she has quite the story and I can't wait to get into it. But before we do, I just want to, just a couple of things. One, if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please go and hit the subscribe button. Two, if you have not left your five star written review please go and do that also that really helps the show it helps to get it out to the people who need it and three go to my website candis and sign up for my email list you guys so when things really start going out when i have any specials any news any tea to drop you'll be the first to know on the email list okay and you get to know what's coming up for the week for the month so go ahead, candaceabaddies.com, join my email list. So like I said, I have a special guest for you today. Her name is Katina Adams. She is a mom of three beautiful girls and she's a real estate agent for Keller Williams. And she is in school really close to finishing with her master's degree in clinical mental health. So you guys, she's amazing. And most of all, she's a child of God and she has needed him so much during her life and she's going to tell you all about it on today for the things that she's endured and gone through and that she's still walking through with her family. She has such a such an incredible testimony. I'm just going to say that is you know, it's heartbreaking, yet it will shed light and hope and give encouragement. So, I really want to get into it. So, let's do it. Hey sis, so we are jumping into another episode, as you may have heard me say earlier, this is Suicide Awareness Month. We are highlighting this topic and I have a very special guest for you here today, Uh, someone that I've known for a little while. Her name is Katina Adams and I'm going to let her just quickly introduce herself. Hey Katina.
1: Hi Candace. how's it going?
0: (laughs) I'm good. So just kind of give everybody just a brief synopsis of who you are and what you do.
1: Um, so first and foremost, I am a mother of three beautiful daughters. Um, that is my God given purpose in life With to raise these girls are the best possible possibility I can. Um, so they are 16, 14 and almost 12 years old. Um, mm. I am also a real estate agent with Kelly Williams. Um, I have been doing that for four and a half years, uh, as a first as a real estate assistant and then as a licensed realtor. love my job. I love helping people. Mm. Um, Prior to becoming a real estate agent, I actually advocated for suicide awareness, uh, spent a lot of time doing it, and um, part of why I'm here. So...
0: Awesome. Awesome. First of all, your girls are just amazing. They're so beautiful. And I remember so Katina and I actually shared an office together as graduate, graduate assistants and grad school. And so I would always see pictures of her at that time. She only had one girl and I think you were pregnant with the second one at that time. And, um, I would always see these beautiful pictures and, uh, you know, of her and her family, Um, her husband, which we used to like joking kid all the time because he was so good looking. I'd be like, I'm gonna take your man. (laughs) But it was just so beautiful. And so from the outside looking in, it was just like, man, you had like almost this picture perfect family. Y'all look so happy until, you know. Something happened where maybe you weren't, and so that's what we're going to kind of dig into today, um, because you you know you lost your husband to suicide, and so I just kind of want you to just begin by sharing like, you know, kind of what happened and and how you handled it initially.
1: Well, so I'll, I'll go back just a little bit. We, yeah, we were in grad school, and then I was pregnant with my second daughter, um, and then once I had her, we decided to uh, that kids were first. And foremost, so I would go back to grad school once they got a little older, and then we had my third child. Um, and Cord actually, my husband, took his life when he, uh, when Corinne, my youngest, was a year and a half old. Um, it was a very, very difficult time. We had actually sold our house um, in January, and we were living with a family. So we were having a house built, and um, I was a stay-at-home mom of three daughters, and when he took his life, I woke up to a nightmare. Um, I couldn't afford a house, so um, I really had nothing. I had a camper and three kids and no income. Um, it was a very, very challenging time in life, and not only that, I lost my best friend because we were together since we, I was 16. He was 18 years old. Um, he was who I grew up with. So I lost a lot. I actually say, in many instances, um, I've actually said that he didn't only take his life, he took mine with him. And it's extremely hard to come back from something like that, but it is definitely possible. Um, the morning that, because he actually completed suicide while. We were asleep. The girls and I were asleep. He—he um, uh, he, I thought he had left to go to work, and um, I received a call saying that I needed to come downstairs because he had completed suicide. Um, in that time, um, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was thinking that I would we would find him and be able to help him, but he was gone for a long time. Um, so he obviously, whenever we went to sleep, he took upon himself to complete that. Um, it is something that is forever etched in my head. A lot of people ask me if I saw him. I don't think it really makes a difference because regardless if you see the person in that way or not, it, you're still going to picture it. And for me, I did. And I do have PTSD from it, but I have it under control. Um, And a lot of controlling that is reframing your mind to focus on the good things and the positive aspects of it rather than those negative aspects of life. Um, Of course, triggers happen. Um, But you work through it. Um, Going forth with my daughter's. It was an extremely challenging time. I mean, how do you tell three girls, um, they were six, four, and a year and a half old at that point, how do you tell them that their dad killed himself? Their biggest fan, he was an amazing father. I mean, you witnessed that, mm-hmm. see, listening to him. I mean, his girls were his pride and joy, and that will forever not make sense to why he would complete suicide knowing he was leaving these girls. Mm-hmm. Um So it, and I guess I'll share this part, um, because I'm, I'm sure there's other people that are going to go through this, unfortunately, but I took it upon me to never lie to my children about what happened to their dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave it at developmentally appropriate milestones, as in when they would come to me and ask questions, I would answer in a way that they could understand it. Um, and I never I never refrained from answering a question. I, if I didn't know something, I was honest with them and I said I didn't know. And there's mm-hmm. still things I don't know and there's still things they question me about that I don't know. Um, but for them, it was uh, you know, at first that daddy made himself stop breathing and mm-hmm. that was the ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. He made himself stop breathing and they were okay with that for a while. And years later is when they started asking more details. And and now that we sit back and we look at it, and being 16, 14, and almost 12, and um, they've actually told me that they are glad I have always been open and honest with them about it mm. because they've been able to grasp it and deal with it and move forward from
0: it a lot easier. Wow. 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 So. Man, I couldn't imagine having to do that one, you know, experiencing that for um, for sure. But then having to have your children, you know, to try to explain, like, I wouldn't even know, like, how, where did you even get, um, where did you even get the language to explain that to them?
1: So it was, I have always been a faith driven person. And truthfully, God-given strength has is the only thing that has gotten me this far. And through all of those dark, dark moments um, with them, I remember uh, sitting back, and it was about a three-month span that they just knew that Dad got hurt and he passed. And I didn't know how to say it at first. And then something came over me. And of course, you research, but and you, you learn things. But you ultimately have to do what you feel is right for you and your family. Um, There's a lot of people I've come across that they weren't, they haven't been open and honest with their kids and they wouldn't and it's hidden. And I don't regret telling my children the way I did because now they advocate and they help others who go through it as well. But that was the biggest thing is just following your intuition and what God's telling you to do and say in those moments.
0: Wow. Yeah, I would say that during that time, you have to be glad that you had your faith to hold on to and God to look to um, for answers, which I'm sure that probably came with its own uh, set of challenges. But, you know, I guess after it all happened, you talk to your girls and I mean, time is time is passing. How do you begin to pick up the pieces and begin healing like after something like this happens?
1: So for me, as I said, we were left pretty much homeless. We didn't have an income um, for a while. Uh, things, were, things were very challenging. I don't think people realize the, the many, many steps that, uh, that come with a person passing in general, not just by suicide, just in general. You have to recollect everything. And for me, my biggest thing was making sure my children had a roof over their head. So I went back to basics. I sold everything I possibly could. And within a year, I had my daughters in a house, a stable environment. I didn't want their lives to have to keep changing. And stability for me was the biggest thing. Um, In the stability, we were able to work through a lot of emotions and we shed a lot of tears, a lot of tears and um, grief moments that I wouldn't change
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in, in that talking about, you know, the stability and, and finally, you know, having a place where, you're, you know, did y'all do therapy did, or did y'all just kind of walk through it as a family? Like, how did y'all handle that? So
1: we did a little bit of both. Um, of course, I always put myself on the back burner when my kids were younger because I felt as though they needed me more than anybody else. And they did. Um, one thing I think I would have done a little bit differently is I would have put me first a little bit more mm-hmm. so I could have healed quicker with them. Um, but I had, we had them in counseling. I went to counseling, but I wasn't as faithful with it. I did a lot of at home work more than mm-hmm. anything. Um, the problem we had encountered was with counseling. You, they're only accepted beginning at a certain age. Oh. and for my youngest she was a year and a half old so she didn't necessarily remember it although she remembered it mm-hmm. uh, if that makes any sense so mm-hmm. for her i couldn't get her into counseling so she was at least 5 and mm-hmm. then by that time she really didn't want to go and was headstrong on i'm not talking mm-hmm. uh, fast forward years we actually have i have two still that have are in counseling currently and i have one that she completed counseling and did some uh, intense trauma therapy and she's doing very well with it along with myself. We actually did it around the same time, kind of supporting each other and walking okay. through that
0: journey. So. Gotcha. And then, so with all the the healing through therapy and everything, what about like, how did your relationship with God look during that time? Like, were you able to just like lean on him or did, were you questioning him? Were you upset with him during this season? Like, how did that go?
1: Oh, just like with everything and everyone else at that time, um, it was all of those emotions. And that was the biggest part of my relationship with God that I, I didn't withhold. Every emotion I felt, I expressed with him. Days that I was mad, I would lay in bed and cry and sometimes scream at him. Mm-hmm. Um, it it wasn't easy, but I think that's the biggest takeaway. God doesn't want us just when we're happy and joyful, and or when we're completely sorrowful. He wants a relationship with us, and it's all the time. It mm-hmm. doesn't always have to be good.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. You know, obviously, you know, I feel as if you know what you went through is kind of like the ultimate like heartbreak. You know, but in seasons that we talk about on the podcast a lot, I always tell women that that you know you bring everything you have to God. Like he's not afraid of your emotions. He's a big God and he can take it. Um, so I'm glad that you shared that. Um, how did this experience kind of shape and affect, um, your identity moving forward after, you know, I'm sure you had to do some finding of yourself. As you said, you, you know, you, you guys kind of grew up together, not just that you found him later in life and y'all, y'all were Mm -hmm. together, but y'all grew up together. Y'all were kids and went into adulthood together. So how, what was your identity like after that happened? And how did this, you know, affect and shape it?
1: So (laughs) let me just go back and say that it's 10 years now.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is a
1: long journey. It made 10 years in May, which Mm -hmm. it feels like Forever ago and yesterday, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's When I look back, I, I'm actually to a point in life that it feels like somebody else's life. That I read a terrible story or I watched a bad movie. And I realize it's actually our life. That we live through it. And we're, I'm not going to say perfect from it because we're not. Because we have our moments and we have our days that things are bad and different things that come up but there has been tremendous growth uh coming across especially in myself um like I said I was 16 when we started seeing each other and um we it would be I don't even know how many years at this point it would have been but anyways um I guess the growth part I think the most has happened in the last year Mm -hmm. um About five years ago, before I started real estate again, I actually started working on my master's in counseling, um, but on the mental health side rather than the specialist in school psych side. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not far from getting it, but I fell in love with real estate. Mm -hmm. And I love helping people. And this just became my avenue to be able to help people. Um, But over the past year, uh, I have taken a lot of time to really dive into myself and that's setting up boundaries because I'm a yes person. If you need something, yes, I'm going to do it. If you want help, yes, I'm going to do it. I tend to overextend myself and it becomes unhealthy because Mm -hmm. for me, staying busy kept my mind off of what I was going through. So in the last year I've learned to slow down and I've taken a lot of time in solitude to be able to identify who I am. And that's a big takeaway from this whole thing. Um, I actually, I said earlier, I'll advocate for suicide awareness. And I did. I helped to bring the out of the darkness walk to Homa, which I'll Mm -hmm. give some details on that because that is actually coming up uh, October 1st. Um, I'll give some details on it. But um, I spent five years on the committee fully advocating and dove in and Um, went to trainings and every step of the way and COVID happened and I kind of just pulled back and I felt overwhelmed by it because Mm -hmm. I felt like suicide defined who I was. And although it is a part of me, I realized over that time, it's always going to be a part of my story, but it doesn't define who I am. Mm -hmm. And I grew into real estate and then I dove into real estate full force and I had to pull back from that as well because my daughters were hitting different developmental milestones and they needed me. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, I pulled back from both of those things in the last year and just reevaluated where I was needed most. And now life is about finding balance. Mm -hmm. So in that growth, it comes with boundaries, balance, developing a deeper relationship with God, um, making sure we're in church on Sundays because we are better. And if we're not in church, we actually have to, we watch it together Mm -hmm. on our couch, Mm -hmm. which is great. I love that option because there's Mm -hmm. some more, it's just more intimate to be in the living room with my daughters and it's Mm -hmm. okay. Church can be in your living room as well some days.
0: Long as it's um, in your heart.
1: <laughs> it's exactly right. Um, so um growth is is definitely something that has to happen in a process like this and and discovering who I am and uh, ten years later I'm finally to a point that I feel the most authentic version of myself. And I'm still growing. I love learning mm-hmm. something new every day. So
0: mm-hmm. wow, like it's crazy because it's like in 10 years, you would think, oh, Lord, 10 years so long. Right. But for something like this to happen and to see you how much growth you've had in these 10 years, I think it's an amazing thing, to be honest, um, that you not to say got over it. Right. Because you're never really over it. But to say that, you know, you were able to walk through it and still come out on this side of you know, finding, finding the goodness in your life, still finding things that you're able to enjoy, knowing that the healing is taking place. um, And, you know, and moving forward with your life, you know, what sometimes we see is that there are some people who feel as if they could never get past that event and go, you know, to find themselves, or maybe they feel guilty. Um, And that's a question I kind of wanted to ask, like, you know, did you have any Was there any indication that, you know, he was thinking these things or feeling this way or did you feel any guilt afterwards?
1: So he, he had started antidepressants actually three days before he took his life. Um, so we, we, I do feel as though that could have prompted or put more, I mean, they are black label drugs, you have to be cautious on those things. So we do feel as though that could have prompted his completion, Mm -hmm. um, Unfortunately, we don't know for sure. There are many factors and so many facets to his story that, and typically, people who do complete suicide—that that's what the what it is. It's there's so many elements to their life that there's not one thing that can identify. You just have to know the warning signs. Right? Um, did I have guilt? Yes, tremendous guilt because for one, I'm a psychology major. You know, we were in mm-hmm. school. For that. So mm-hmm. mentally it was for me, I should have noticed. I should have been more proactive. I should have done this different. That guilt was tremendous. Um, blame was tremendous in my life. And really and truly, I just I have to say, the biggest thing I did was I leaned into God. And mm-hmm. I, at that point, it was I can't this is bigger than me, and I can't do this. So I just I I felt myself saying Like I had heavy shoulders, but the shoulders just stayed there. Like Mm -hmm. it never sunk into the heart. If that makes any sense, I just Mm -hmm. let it sit and I just kept pushing past it. And ultimately, I mean, we, I saw many dark days of not wanting to see the light of morning. I will be honest with that, but my girls kept me going. I knew that more than anything in this world, I wanted my girls to have a strong and joyful life and, especially coming through this past year um, and seeing, especially you reaching out to me (laughs) because it's ironic you reached out to me when you did because uh, I was contemplating going back and helping with the the out-of-the-darkness walk, which I am helping with. But um, I was just on the fence about still identifying this as part of my story. And to me, you reaching out was actually God saying, I allowed this to happen to you. Because you need to share your story. And that's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. things happen to people and bad things happen to good people every day. And it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. define us. Mm-hmm. We just have to keep pushing forward and trust that it's going to work out and mm-hmm. it's it's gonna get better.
0: Ooh, amen to that. Yeah, as you were speaking, like I just felt these chills. Um because everything you're saying is, is just so true, but, you know, start, you know, your story, like, again, like I, I said before, I could not, um, imagine going and walking through that. And so to me, you are like a brave soldier, so serious, um, to just keep, keep pushing and keep marching through. But I know that there's someone who's listening, who either has, you know, experienced this and maybe they walked through it a while ago and are still struggling or there's someone who may have just currently you know stepped into this kind of season is there any words of encouragement that you can leave uh with them
1: so i was thinking about this this morning actually i'm chills so i was i was going to share this example i had a young lady approach or come into our lives and we she was contemplating suicide and I'm um, thankfully she didn't and we took her in because and loved on her. That's really what it is. We just, she needed love. We gave her love. We give everybody love. Mm-hmm. And it's important to us that people feel that because we don't want anybody ever going without that feeling. And so with her, um, she had spent the night and, the next morning, I gave her time and I approached her and I, my question to her was, how do you feel this morning? And she said, I feel fine. I feel good. And my question to her was, would you feel anything if you would have completed suicide? Mm, and she nice. just stared at me. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth of it is, is you feel fine this morning. My point of it was, this pain is temporary. Mm -hmm. When you feel your emotions, it's temporary. It can only last for so long before that feeling lets up. So if there's anybody feeling that pain and that pressure that life brings and that life is just not going to get better and there's no way out, it's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's the devil feeding you a lie. Um, And you need to know that it will subside. You just have to lean into God. You really have to lean in.
0: Wow. Wow. Ooh, that is a powerful example. Like, I never even thought about that. Like, if somebody was to say that, to come back and ask and, and, you know, of course, not go through with it, to come back and ask that question. That is a very powerful question. Wow. That really just resonated because that that's the truth. You, you know, you wouldn't have felt anything, but you're feeling fine now. The temporary, that temporary feeling. Wow. Um, and so, With, you know, that was, um, you know, anybody who's feeling that pressure, what about a family member who may have lost someone to suicide? What would, um, what kind of encouragement would you be able to give them?
1: Well, first and foremost, with that, grief is never going to go away, unfortunately. Um, We, you don't get over it, as you said earlier. It's something you learn to live with. Um, Every, every situation is different. Um, different milestones in life, different triggers. Uh, for example, in my life, my daughters are coming into the age where we're making decisions about college and we're having big events and homecomings and graduating. And all these things are coming into light and dad's not here. So there's a different stage of grief from all of us. For me, I heard from my children uh, who long for their father still, and then there, but then they're okay. So it's a, it's kind of a a tinker tot. I, I would like to say, just a, a back and forward movement of grief. But my best advice is to feel it. Um, don't numb yourself out to it because numbing yourself will definitely worsen everything later on. Um, don't numb yourself out and allow yourself to feel and move through it, as you said. Move through it daily and just feel as it comes. Just don't stay there. Mm -hmm. Just don't stay stuck in that spot. One step forward is all you need. One step at a time.
0: Hmm. Great advice, Katina. Great advice. And so, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit about what you have going on in this season. You're, Like you said, you dove into real estate. You're a real estate agent now. And um, there are some other things that you wanted to share. I just want, you know, to give people more hope, like just, you know, What is, um, what does life look like for you now that, you know, you are moving forward? Like, you know, are you open to love again? Are you able to move to that place? Like, you know, like, what does it look like for you?
1: So, um, I definitely am open to love again. Um, haven't come across the right one yet to fit into our lives and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, had a couple failed relationships and, but that's part of life. You Mm -hmm. You live and learn, and the experiences help you somewhere down the road. So um, I have been single for a while, again now, and I'm okay with that. And my girls are okay, and they get my time, and I take time for myself and self-care. That is something that I didn't put as a priority in the beginning, and Mm -hmm. now I do uh, regardless if it's waking up earlier and doing a Bible study in the morning or a miracle morning or something on those lines. And I thrive to learn something new every week. So mm-hmm. re- some type of training of some sort, I want I want in. And that's real estate wise too. I love my job. I want to give my clients the best experience they possibly can. So I'm always learning. Um, I guess moving forward, uh, the next thing that's coming up um, pretty big as far as suicide awareness is the Out of the Darkness Walk. They do have an event page. Uh, it's the Bayou Region Out of the Darkness Walk. I can also send you the link for that. Uh, it is October 1st um, from 9 to 12 at Pelche Park in Thibodeau. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of tell you a little bit of how it goes. It's not, some people think, oh, it's a, it's a suicide awareness walk. It's going to be this um, truly emotional. Yes, it is emotional but it's also humbling. Mm. Um, You're there with other people who either struggle or they've lost someone. And it's not all tears. It's not somber all the time. We have great food. Um, There's things for the kids to do. And then it's a walk um, around the block, just symbolizing that we're not alone. Mm. And that's that's what it's about. It's just showing people that they're not alone in their walk with, the problems they may be having are in their walk with what they have been through in losing someone and being a survivor to suicide.
0: Wow, I'm so glad that you shared not just that it was happening, but what kind of happens at the walks. because I think, you know, I'm going to be honest and say, I, you know, I've never been a part of something like that. So I had no idea what it was like. And so I hope that um, those listening, you know, maybe kind of take something from it. And look, if you um, you're not in the area, she said, Thibodeau, Louisiana. So if there's anybody in Thibodeau or the surrounding area, you can definitely try to check that out. When is it again? October 1st? October 1st, October
1: 1st. Yeah. Registration starts at eight. Now do know that there are other areas, especially Louisiana across the States. There's different areas have different ones. So if you can't make it to this one, check your area see if if, if you can accommodate one of those too.
0: That's just what I was about to mention. As I say, wherever you are, I'm sure there is some type of event going on, whether it's a walk or something else, some type of uh, gathering. And so if you know this is something that you struggle with or you know someone, if you lost someone, go ahead and definitely uh, take a moment to look to see what's going on, especially this month, so that you can come together with other like minded people who, you know, again, y'all can share in struggles and also, you know, just know that y'all are there for each other, carrying helping one another carry each other's burdens and yet you're not alone. So thank you for sharing that. Like I said, and look, we are praying the best for you and your girls and Um, If there's any information, any other information you want to share, like telling people where they can find you or connect with you, how you can help them. Go ahead. You can share that now.
1: So I'm typically on Facebook. Um, You can search my realtor page, Katina L. Adams uh, Realtor. That's the page. Or you can find my personal Facebook page. Shoot me a message. Sometimes I don't like I have to usually have mutual friends, but it's OK. You know, if you need something, just let me know. Um, Real estate wise. Uh, Grief-wise, uh, I do my best I can to help you out. Um, one last thing I will say, uh, September, and I wanted to touch on this earlier, September 10th is actually Suicide Awareness Day and Prevention. Uh, if you see people walking around wearing yellow, that's why. So awesome. wear yellow day. So
0: Awesome. So you guys, uh, definitely... Take a a moment, like she said, September 10th, so take a moment and go ahead and support the cause and wear yellow just if you can't do anything else, go ahead, wear yellow on that day just to support the cause and maybe just share with someone else about, you know, a little bit of what you learned today, um, just about suicide awareness and Again, we'll have more coming. There's a lot going on this month, and so uh, more details will be coming. I'll have all Katina's links in the show notes if you want to go ahead and connect with her in any way, you guys. But Katina, this conversation has been great, and we so appreciate you opening up, sharing your very intimate details, and sharing your heart with us. We love you, girl.
1: I love you guys, too. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share and to hopefully inspire others to get past that heartbreak
0: and move forward. Awesome. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Hey, sis. Listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you,